Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome, Sky community, to another episode of Sky Women Podcast. We are so lucky today to have a special guest. Dr. Rusha Kapadia is a physical medicine and rehabilitation specialist at Pelvic Rehabilitation in Dallas. She is a pelvic pain specialist with experience in treating both male and female patients who experience chronic pelvic pain, core muscular and pelvic floor dysfunction, and musculoskeletal related issues. Welcome, Dr. Kapadia. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Myers. Well, I am delighted that we have an opportunity to, to chat because I think it's beautiful to have a multidisciplinary approach to treating patients and treating patients as more than just a collection of symptoms, right? And it's exciting for patients to know that there are options for treatment of their pelvic pain. I think that that is one of the most frustrating things, and I'm sure you see it a lot, the emotional toll that it takes. Yes, definitely. Chronic pelvic pain is unfortunately much more common than our society likes to speak about. But the good thing is there are many supportive groups and communities that are forming because it's becoming more and more common. And it definitely takes an emotional toll when you jump from physician to physician and provider to provider, and nobody really can tell you what's going on from a musculoskeletal standpoint. And that's why here at Pelvic Rehab, we really stress looking at the patient as a whole and approaching their pain from when it first started, whether that be 5, 10, 15 years ago, to where their journey has brought them now. Yes, I love that approach. And I can tell you just as an OB-GYN as well, it's really frustrating when you're the third or fifth person in line, seeing a patient with pelvic pain and wanting to help them come up with solutions. And, you know, you're feeling equally frustrated, right? Like, yeah, because a lot of times patient thinks it's surgical, you know, take out my ovaries, take out my uterus. I don't need it anymore. Right. That's kind of one of the recurring things that I hear, but oftentimes I try to encourage patients that, you know, I may take out these parts and you still have pelvic pain. It may not be the cause. Yes, definitely. And that's a really big common misconception in our society is, you know, removing a uterus or removing the ovaries is going to solve my problems. And number one, that's not true. I mean, there's a lot of muscular inflammation and nerve irritation that stays behind even after a surgery like that. Number two, just the emotional and physical mental stress and toll removing a part of you takes on the individual. And I think that's something that we often forget to stress as physicians that it's not just removing an organ that you don't need, it's removing a part of your body. And if we can avoid that through a more, a more holistic approach where we focus on the muscles and the nerves and down training the entire pelvic floor, then I think we can avoid unnecessary surgeries that don't need to happen. Right, right. So let's back up a little bit and you tell us exactly what is physical medicine and rehabilitation? What is that specialty? Can you kind of define that for us? 
Yes. So I am a physiatrist, not psychiatrist, but a physiatrist specialized in pelvic medicine and rehabilitation. So we, as a whole field, we focus on muscles, nerves, the musculoskeletal system, as well as how the entire body integrates together, whether that be bowel and bladder function, whether that be how the heart and lungs work together to create that sustained energy and, you know, endurance, but we focus on the entire body as it works in a unit. And within that realm, I have specialized in pelvic rehabilitation, where we focus on the Mm. pelvic region, which works as really the central core of our bodies. We look at the pelvic floor as the foundation of our body. And without a strong pelvic floor, we really can't regulate the rest of the body. So the muscles, the nerves, the organs, the ligaments, all of these things are what we look at from a neuromuscular approach. And we do both a musculoskeletal exam as well as a pelvic floor exam. So as physiatrists, we're trained in really the neurologic aspect of the body as well as the musculoskeletal aspect of the body. I love this. So as a side note, whenever I was trying to decide what residency I wanted to go to, um, my advisor said, well, you're best suited for a pain management and rehabilitation specialty. And I was like, ah, no, but it's just so interesting how, you know, you kind of come back to, I mean, what you're talking about totally comes in line with my osteopathic principles and having done a neuromusculoskeletal medicine fellowship, like I am in complete agreement and I'm so glad that we have this center in Dallas because I look forward to collaborating on patients because sometimes it is so extremely challenging. Definitely. Yeah. So, okay. So a physiatrist, and I think it's so cool that within the specialty, you are specializing in pelvic pain and pelvic health. What are some other areas that physiatrists specialize in? Yeah, so when you come out of a PMNR or physical medicine and rehabilitation residency, you really have a lot of options in terms of where you can take your practice. So the big categories, I guess you can break it up into are both inpatient within a hospital or rehab facility setting versus outpatient where more of the musculoskeletal pain, spine, treatments happen. So inpatient physiatrists will focus on three big areas, including brain injury, whether that be traumatic or non-traumatic, spinal cord injury, as well as strokes and other functional disabilities or functional injuries to the body. And so inpatient physicians tend to work on reintegrating the patients that have left the hospital but are not quite ready to go back home yet. And then outpatient physiatrists will focus a lot of outpatient physiatrists will specialize in musculoskeletal medicine, whether that be sports rehabilitation, pain medicine, spine pain management. And that's where more of the, we manage and do procedures such as pain injections, rehabilitating the the bigger joints, whether that be shoulder, knees, you know, backs. And then within that is, of course, the pelvic floor specialty, which unfortunately is still a small community, but 
I think it's an essential one because we have our wonderful urologists and gynecologists like yourself in the society who are trained to focus on you know, whether it be for men, the the bladder, the prostate, the urethra, the testicles, and then for women, you know, the gynecologic aspect of the bladder, the urethra, the vagina, the the organ-based right. treatment. But the muscles and the nerves of the pelvic floor are a huge aspect of what leads to chronic pain. So that's where the pelvic floor physiatrists like myself come in and we really tackle the musculoskeletal aspect. Right. Okay. So I was looking at some of the disorders that you treat for women, like endometriosis and fibroids, adenomyosis, levator ani syndrome, painful intercourse, persistent genital arousal disorder, pelvic floor, muscle hypertonia, and vaginismus. I mean, these are all areas that, as OB/GYNs, we sometimes struggle with. You know, just even having the time to really address the needs of the patient. So. I mean, it's so true that it takes a multidisciplinary approach. So I want you to talk to us a little bit about what that approach looks like in your office. Yeah, definitely. So like you said, we heavily rely on our gynecologists and urogynes and urologists still because it is an integrated approach. But when we have a patient come in to us to be evaluated here at Pelvic Rehab Medicine, we take a really holistic approach. So I will start my evaluation with a 90-minute history and physical examination where I will just talk to the patient. I mean, at that point, these patients have jumped from so many providers and they really just want to be heard. Right, Um, right. Spend a large portion of first appointment just talking to them about where their symptoms started, what triggered their pain, what triggered them to get to this point in their life. And through that, I will be able to get us a whole series of what kind of treatments they've already undergone, what kind of pain regimen they've been on, what kind of experiences they've had and how this is affecting their quality of life. And then after I talk to them and discuss their entire history I will do a thorough musculoskeletal as well as pelvic examination. The musculoskeletal exam really incorporates looking at their spine, their hips, their abdominal wall, and their really structural foundation of what's connected to the pelvic floor. And then I will do a manual pelvic floor exam. So I don't use a speculum like you would use in an OB-GYN's clinic. Just the second part is the the exam. And within that, the pelvic floor exam is when we use one finger to do a manual exam to really look at the muscles within the pelvic floor, whether that be rectally or vaginally around the perineal area. And usually what we find is a lot of patients, we focus on hypertonia, which is where the tone of the muscles is very tight, tense, the muscles are short and spastic. And that's because our patients have been in this chronic pain state where their nervous system is in constant overdrive and everything has just become tight and spastic. And I I like to give the example that their pelvic floor looks like Manhattan, where it's very congested. There's not much room for blood flow to get in, which increases inflammation and pinches on the muscles and the nerves causing their pain. And so that's what I'm looking for on the exam. And after the exam, the initial visit, they'll return and we'll start the treatment protocol, which is really a three-step process where we use a combination of medications, 
I always refer to pelvic floor physical therapy, and then we do a series of injections if need be. Okay. Okay. And so that, is that a sequential process or is that something that's stepwise? Like we do one and then we go to two. And then if we're still not better, we go to injections. It kind of works in both senses. So we, ideally we like to do the entire protocol on every patient. We of course gear it towards each patient and make it more personalized because every patient is different and we really follow a scheduled or a routine protocol without adjusting it and tweaking it for every patient. But ideally, I like to start with a less invasive approach where we do the suppositories and the medications plus the physical therapy for a few weeks, and then I'll have them come back for a follow-up. And at that point, we would start the injections in addition to continuing physical therapy and the injections, the physical therapy and the suppositories. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So two thoughts came up. Would you speak to the pain cycle that we get into, right? So you have pain, it creates this tension, you anticipate pain. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. So this is actually an image I show all my patients when they come in for their initial evaluation. It's called the chronic pain cycle. And so it usually starts with with some sort of mechanical change within the pelvic floor, whether that be from a past trauma, an injury, excessive chronic stress, anxiety, you know, especially as women, we tend to hold a lot of stress and anxiety in our pelvic floors. And men too, we, we tend to tighten up when we're stressed and we don't even realize how this is affecting our muscles and our nerves. So some sort of mechanical change, whether it be trauma or injury, or it could be something internally, like you had mentioned endometriosis or adenomyosis or a hernia or a labral tear within the hip, something that has caused a tweak in the muscles and nerves that kind of set it off into a flare-up. After this mechanical change occurs, it leads to the muscle going into spasm. And so a spasm is basically when the muscle becomes short, tight, spastic, and it doesn't want to relax. And as those muscles stay contracted and tight for a long period of time, it leads to the blood flow in that area becoming very low. And like any muscle in our body, we need blood flow to heal because blood brings oxygen and oxygen heals the muscles. So the blood flow and the oxygen go down. And when that happens, inflammation increases in that area. When the inflammation increases in that area, all of the peripheral nerves or the nerves on the outside of the pelvic floor and even inside the pelvic floor become irritated. And that's when we start seeing symptoms of bowel dysfunction, bladder dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, pain with intercourse. And these peripheral nerves are becoming irritated, which is causing these external symptoms. And as that peripheral nerve irritation goes on, something called central central nervous sensitization occurs. And CNS sensitization is basically, I give the example of if I were to punch you in your shoulder for you know, 10 plus years, that area is going to become very irritated and sensitive to touch. And the brain is going to perceive it to constantly be in a state of pain. So similarly, this this, within the cycle, when the sensitization happens, the nervous system goes into overdrive and the, the threshold is 
much higher than it should be. And that causes the pain receptors on the nerves of the pelvic floor to continue firing. And that leads to more inflammation and then you're stuck in this chronic pain loop. So that's the cycle that we call chronic pelvic pain cycle. And it really occurs in any part of the body, but this is where we focus on breaking that cycle through our treatment process. I think that this is going to be so eye-opening to so many people because usually when I'm seeing people in the office and there's a complaint of pelvic pain, there is always an assumption that it's that darn ovary, right? Or it's a fibroid or it's something structurally, right? And we don't take into account the musculoskeletal component. And one of the biggest places that I see like pelvic floor physical therapy having a big part is in the postpartum period, right? Where these muscles and nerves have gone through a traumatic event, right? And we just pretend like they're going to bounce back at six weeks postpartum. I think it's laughable, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's actually very sad that in this country, women are expected to just bounce back from something as traumatic as a vaginal or C-section delivery. I always mentioned that in France, it's required that all women who have delivered are required to go through six, at least six weeks of physical therapy postpartum. And I think that's beautiful because it's not just about the baby's health in that in those six weeks, but it's about the mother's health, whether that be mental health or physical health. And so absolutely. A lot of our patients, unfortunately, come in years after they've delivered their children and yes. residual pelvic floor dysfunction because nobody ever worked on their neuromuscular system afterwards. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. So I recommend that all of my patients go. <laughs> I want everyone going to pelvic floor physical therapy. Okay. So the other thing that I thought of when you were talking earlier was the emotional, mental, psychological component to chronic pelvic pain. Can you kind of talk to us about that a little bit? Yes, definitely. So there is a huge mind-body connection between the pelvic floor and the brain. And this is why the process of central sensitization occurs, like we were speaking about earlier, is because that long-term living in pain constantly takes an emotional toll. And so one of the approaches we take here, we like to tackle the physical pain, but also the emotional and mental pain. And one of the ways we do that here at Pelvic Rehabilitation is we will treat the psychosocial components. So whether that be through using, I like to use a combination of neuromodulating medications. And I always tell my patients, nothing that we do here is lifelong. It's, you know, while we're treating you, it's really just to tackle the underlying issue and then bring you off of the medication, because my goal is not for you to continue the medication lifelong. But one of the medications we use commonly, classes of medications is our antidepressants. And we're not technically treating depression, anxiety, but we're treating the pain receptors that are overfiring. And there's certain antidepressants that work on pain receptors also in the body. And so when we're able to bring the nervous system down to its baseline, where it probably has not been for years, we are able to tackle that emotional component of anxiety and stress and that hyper drive in the, in the mind. And another huge thing 
that I stress for my patients is psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, reading the brain and rewiring the brain to cope with this pain in healthier ways rather than just living with it and pushing through each day with a poor quality of life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So do you have a therapist in your office? We are lucky to have a couple of certified and trained psychologists through pelvic rehab medicine. They're not in my Dallas clinic, but they are within our network and they do virtual as well as in-person visits. They what they really focus on is pelvic floor psychology and dealing with chronic pelvic pain from a psychosocial standpoint. And so we have the option of doing one-on-one therapy with them where they work on cognitive behavioral retraining or a class-led kind of environment where they give you exercises and different techniques to manage this pain on a day-to-day basis. Fascinating. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Well, I want to make sure that we address the men's side. Okay. I know I'm a women's health provider, but some women who are listening may say, oh my gosh, some of these symptoms may be true for my spouse or my partner. And what type of disorders, how does it particularly present in men and and what can be done? Because men's pelvic floor is different than women's. (laughs) Yes. So educate us a little bit. Yeah. So the first thing I would like to say is pelvic pain in men is extremely common. And I would say that here in my clinic, I see about 50, 50% women and 50% men, which is very eye-opening because it, it takes a lot of guts for anyone to show up here and discuss what they've been going through. So to all the men listening out there, I, I think pelvic pain in men is a huge a huge field in itself that we could talk about for days. But some of the things that I treat here for men include everything from pain with intercourse, erectile dysfunction, testicular pain. For my athletes, we treat sports hernias and pain with sitting. We treat urinary urgency frequency. And of course, There's also male persistent genital arousal disorder, just like there is in women as well. And we, you know, we take the same approach in treating our our men. And very often we see it is linked to high stress, high anxiety, extremely busy careers and traveling. But anything that causes repetitive stress to the pelvic floor in women can also be seen in men as well. So that's, we, we treat a lot of men here and we take the same approach, but again, it takes a lot of confidence to come in here and say that there's something going on. But when they do come in, we see great results when they're treated here. So how does that usually look for them in terms, is it like pain with sitting? Um, when you say pain with intercourse, is it penile or is it muscular? Yes, great question. So for the the pain with sitting, pain with exercise, pain with bowel movements, pain with urination, these things are seen in men and women. But when we're talking about the pain with intercourse, for women, you know, it's very common to not be able to orgasm and 
have pain with penetration. And these things are more frequently discussed in, in our social setting. But for men, they can also have pain with intercourse. And that very typically presents as um, ejaculatory pain, pain after ejaculation or before ejaculation, pain with erections or um, something we call hard flaccid syndrome where they're unable to maintain an erection. Also, we'll have patients that will be unable to have intercourse, male patients that are unable to have intercourse because they their entire pelvic floor goes into spasm before they're actually able to mm. have that erection. And why this happens is because it goes back to the blood flow again, right? So orgasms, erections, ejaculation, all, all function off of blood flow. And if your muscles, if you imagine your muscles becoming tight and spastic, cutting off that blood flow to that area, then you're not going to have as strong of a response as you need in order to have successful, comfortable intercourse. And so many of our male patients will have been on Viagra or will have done multiple procedures where they, you know, try to enhance their blood flow to their penis and testicles, but they don't have a good long-term outcome because really they're not under addressing the underlying, underlying. root yeah. issue of that muscular tightness and nerve inflammation. Yeah. Fascinating. This is fascinating. So, I mean, and, and pelvic health is so important for all human beings, right? Because <laughs> it is all linked to like how we feel about ourselves, our confidence and our sexuality, which affects our relationships, etc. So I just appreciate you coming and just shedding some light for us. Why don't you tell our guests how they can find you and how they could work with you? Yeah, definitely. So we are this clinic is located in Dallas, but we have about 10 or 11 clinics around the country. Our main founder is Dr. Allison Tricande, who came up with this whole protocol. But the way you can find me is going to pelvicrehabilitation.com, and you'll find a list of all of the providers at our different clinics. And I will, my name is right there, as well as uh, I am on Instagram as Rucha Kapadia MD. And so I would love to connect on Instagram as well. And really, we are open to talking to anybody and everybody about what they've been through. Our goal is to reduce chronic pelvic pain in general. And so even if it's something that you're not sure about would be something we treat here, it's always beneficial to find a pelvic pain specialist if you have issues, whether it be bowel, bladder, sexual function, pain, anywhere from your abdomen to your lower thighs. So that's kind of how you can find me. And I would love to connect with anybody. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is such a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right, Sky community, thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment 
and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.